in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Welcome to A Show Called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in such a greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm so tired. Yes. We're all tired. We're all very today tired is today. the tired episode. Mm. Should we compare ex- um, excuses as to why we're yeah, tired? I think we should. I think we should. We're the tired boys. No. I mean, we started this show because we were middle-aged and hate-filled, so I feel like generally becoming just haggard and weary at all times that was the next logical step we're the haggard boys i feel tireder generally yeah in my life i'd Mm. say so yeah than i did when i was like 20 definitely oh yeah no 100 i I we're only in our 30s as well so you know sort of average life expectancy wise we can look to have like we're only a third through sort of average sort of life. I mean yeah. that is that is hideous. Yeah. Only a third. It's, it's felt like an eternity for me. I don't know about <laughs> yeah. you, but also like, I, I, that terrifies me to think that like I'm a th- I'm I'm maybe a charitably a third like through the the beautiful years I'll have on this planet. I think probably it is, probably less. I think it is charitable. Let's be honest. It is charitable. Yeah. And yet, I don't really count. Probably the first twenty years of my life in a, in a weird way. Like, <laughs> I I feel like you know zero to ten. What are you doing? Nothing. Nobody yeah. achieved. No no that, kid ever that, achieved anything. That is a waste of time. Like yeah. zero to ten. Yeah, basically, you're it's not a really, really a person. You're just it's a really uh, selfish you're, time. Your first ten years is more for everybody else than you. Yes, thank you. I'm glad someone had the courage to say there it. You like you're not a you're not a person. You're just a, a an odd piece of furniture. Yeah, you're like a sort of real novelty accessory that your parents have decided to bring into their life. Yeah, you're like a prop that might come good. Yeah, Yeah, you're a really good good topic of conversation for your parents to start conversations with other parents with, which is good. That's that's a big advantage. You're an opportunity for them to exercise a little bit of customization in terms of choosing a name. You know, Mm. at this point, you are just an object to service their egos, really. (laughs) It's it's a great way to, like, if you're ever worried about the colour of your stool, like, now you have a machine in your house which will generate stool at quite an alarming rate, (laughs) and it can't clean it up, and if it can, it won't. So, like, you know, you're just going to have to get used to to having... It's just basically like, like a bad table. That yeah. also kind of shits. Or like, or like a really noisy Roomba. Like, just <laughs> yeah, <a> really... yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick, because a Roomba does something useful. Well, does it? I mean, <laughs> I think that could be a hate for a future episode, couldn't it? Yeah. All I've seen of Roombas is just fucking things up, smearing shit around houses. That's all I've seen. I don't know if they actually do anything. Your experience may differ. <laughs> I mean, cats seem to like sitting on them. Yeah, or at least the internet tells us that. Hmm. Or we pick up cats and put them on the Roombas Probably for the ironic, the ironic video. Yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why are you tired, Chris Ray? Is there a reason, or are you just? Uh, well, I've been looking at wedding venues. Ooh. Ooh. 
today. So I've been to four different wedding venues. Living room. In one day. Today. Kitchen. Today. In dining one day, room. Yeah. yeah. I, went, I went to the field behind my house, the field behind John's house, and the field behind Nick's house. Yes. Our field no, behind I went our to, house is the next door neighbor's house. I went to a... Um, I've been to three barns, actually. Oh. I went to one working barn, which it, which was just a barn. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Uh, so, been... like, there's Go like on. cows and stuff in it. Yeah, there were sheep out the back. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I think that they'd be gone if we were to have a wedding there, which <laughs> we would not be. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so that one was a no. Uh, then we went to two sort of renovated posh barns, more it's sort of in line with the wedding you had, John. Oh, thank you. Yes, John, yeah. your barn was. Um, so it was very, were quite similar to your venue, um, which were very nice. Um, and we also just did a village hall in case we want to do something slightly different. Cool. Um, so yeah. Food for thought today, but bloody hell, it doesn't have to take up a lot of time. It's because you're having to be all like, it's 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 social interaction, you know. Time it is. Te- it's more. It? This today is more people than I have seen for the last few months. I mean, that's partly go. it. We're out of training. Like, yeah. we, we, yeah. we we've lost our experience of talking to other people. But also, it's like you've got to keep that sort of cheery manner up, haven't you? When you're that's the yeah. That's the one I've got. I've got to go. Oh wow. Oh, this is yeah, this is look, uh, what, oh, a, what a what a what a great pile of shit. And you've um, got, you, you've got to put on this. like such a, like you've got to you've got to work so many little like things into your dialogue where you've got to say, well, this is lovely, dear. I can't wait to tell my church group about this, or <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't I can't wait to tell the people down at the food bank about how yeah, lovely yeah. this is. I can't wait to tell my alcohol alcoholics anonymous group about <laughs> it. Oh no, oh, I no, took no. it too far. Oh no. <laughs> but no, we saw and we saw another. Well, it was sort of someone a wing of someone's house almost. Oh, okay. uh, Did the they other know? day it was like a barn and some cottages and like a wing of his house and all of his garden. Okay, which was, again was very nice. Um, but it's yeah, it's, we're just trying to figure out what we want really at the moment. So are you going down the route of um, like getting a venue, just like a big open space, and then bringing in like food? I think bringing in. Yeah, I think we would prefer that uh, route. When so, we yeah, when we were doing our research, any, anywhere that offered everything was so much more expensive. Yeah, like it's a expensive. more expensive and fee and two, not three, two. What comes after one? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and two, noticed. and two. Obviously, people have had that wedding before. Yeah, you sort true. of want a personal true. wedding, yeah. don't you? That's a very good. That's point. what I think. So um, that's what I think. Th- the there's been a couple of places like that. What, that's what I think. Whatever anyone else thinks is wrong. So well, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> we only really looked at. Two venues on on one You're day, lucky. and we fell in. Wow, that is lucky. And we fell in love with the second one, right, just then and there. Did you only look at two total? Yeah. Oh right, cool. That, oh, that's good. Then. That has upset me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, we we had this big debate. It, the debate was not whether we liked it; it was whether is it bad to go for the second venue you've seen on the first day. Well, to be fair, John, you went for the first suit you saw. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> with 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 help from a, your best men, who shall I mean, remain I, nameless. There's a perchance that we were bored and wanted to get it over with. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. Did we? Didn't we buy the first suit we found and went to the pub? I'm pretty well, sure we did. Yeah, we that's, did. I'm almost certain that's what happened. But you make it sound like we were slacking off. Like it was more like. Well, we were. A bit. We just got it right. Like the first time, it was kind of like. It. Oh, I, I guess we could get this suit. Well, to be fair, you had given us a, a brief. A vague brief, and and then we sort of 
I can't even remember who got the suit off the rack, but we went, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. There, that's the one. That that's is a, the suit. That's the that, one. That's a, it was like that, the wedding venue. It's like, you almost feel guilty that you, you found something that worked so quickly. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, mm. well, should we, is this a problem with us? Like, do we actually just have like really low expectations and we've <laughs> met them? Or are we just easily pleased or something? It's like, it's like it's meant to be an well, ordeal. I'm not. I'm not sure. Thing is, with wedding venues, it's also obviously personal, but there probably isn't a wrong answer. No, I don't think. If you're happy with it, then it don't really matter. That's my opinion. Budget. We were lucky, if you could call this lucky, in the sense that um, Ali's mum found a venue, and my parents found a venue, and then we realised that a small war (laughs) was brewing, and then they had a fight to the death. Yeah, I mean, we were. It was close to full on, like fisticuffs so we were like we need to find a third option <laughs> we need to find a third option and we went with that because uh we, we had to um to stop the fight to stop the war but we did look at more than just those three it is it is weird i guess you've got this to look forward to it, that's a weird thing like nick and i can probably sound like we're wedding experts but we've each only done it once like yeah we, there's so no there's no pattern there um but like it's funny how like the stress of planning a wedding it's funny like the weird little things that end up becoming an issue like i remember my dad being absolutely like like this is the biggest issue that's ever affected any venue or event ever (laughs) is whether there will be a tablecloth in the evening because it's like we had a catering company coming in and the idea is that you know they put the tablecloths down they lay the table put the food out then they clear out and then it's party and they'll take the tablecloth and they'll take the tablecloths yeah and that was oh my god and it was like, and, he, and, and I said, well, what are you doing for food in the evening? Well, we're having this, this really cool pizza van. And he was like, but what about, what about the tablecloth? And I was like, <laughs> but, well, we won't Didn't have think one. Think of that, did you, John? I was Didn't like, they're, the they're just really nice, like, wooden tables. We'll just eat on those. He's like, but you can't eat without a tablecloth. <laughs> Dad, Dad I, think, I think people can. I, Dad, I, think, I think you're losing the focus here. <laughs> sure. Why would that be an issue, though? Because it's not your table. No. I so mean, what if it does get mucky? It isn't an issue, is it? Let's be honest. It's not an issue. <laughs> I think he was maybe thinking, like, if anyone's, like, fancy suit fabric brushes bare wood, it will just, like... They might get some algae or yeah. something on it. Disintegrate. Yeah. Your your parents were a little bit um, unsure about your pizza van, weren't they? Like, that was that was very much a wild card in their eyes. And I think maybe, <laughs> I think maybe the tablecloth was just a way to try and get you to not do the pizza van. <laughs> the, mor- the, moral, the moral of that story is that my dad ate 12 slices of pizza... <laughs> what's so amazing about it is that for everything you said yeah you, fucking you didn't have any did you you booked it you didn't have any pizza i didn't know no because yeah. his dad ate it, it was it was, was good pizza, left for anyone one of my favorite things about um uh your wedding uh nick uh well i guess yours and ali's yeah, were, it was really like a team two people were getting married it's mostly day. mine but yeah I uh, I loved how um, the band uh, got their van yeah. stuck in a really muddy field. That was great. Well, we that all was yeah, amazing. That was magical. Yeah. That was a, to your wedding, and um, I think was planning to drive back, and then it just got stuck. So we were like, "No, can't can't drive that. Uh, <laughs> no. we have to get someone to give us a lift." <laughs> and then we got it out the next morning. <laughs> yeah. It, what was remarkable, I think, about and this is testament to to you, John, and and the other best men, Aww. is that I had no idea this was going on at all. So when the band oh, was stuck, yeah. So <laughs> sorry. Like, no, it's good. It's good. Cat off the bag. <laughs> well, I know. I know now. Yes, but um, but yeah. No, it was awesome because you you. Although it kind of wasn't because like about I think it was about eleven o'clock at night or something. You came back <laughs> onto the marquee 
And it's like you, Dave, and Phil just looked like bedraggled rats, kind of. And there was just mud everywhere. And your hair was just like completely sopping wet. And I was like, what the fuck happened to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a great time. So I went to a wedding because your wedding was was pretty wet in terms of the weather, but it was it was fine. It was manageable because there was a, yeah. obviously a marquee and then a separate indoor area, and people yeah. were going back and forth. I went to a wedding once in like July that was all outdoors apart from oh, a marquee, God. and it I'm not joking, pissed down the whole day. I've never seen rain like it, and certainly not in July. I ended up having to push a taxi out of the mud and I was wearing like a, a, a blue suit. Oh, God. So I got back in the taxi and I was just covered in brown. I was like, and, I was like and let's be everyone. honest, you were pretty drunk at the time. I, oh, big time. Well. I can't push a taxi out of the mud. Certainly not sober. Yeah, I would never, I would think... never even volunteer to do that sober. You think you were pushing a taxi out of yeah. the mud? I mean, I think it was a pram. It was actually a horse that lived there. <laughs> it was quite happy in the yeah. mud, actually. Um... Oh god, I mean, one one thing like I I definitely kind of like really admired about uh your uh, your wedding, Nick, was the um oh. the uh the colours like it was mm. so kind of like still got the badge from your wedding. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we got badges and was, the um, you did. and the yeah, little, little tree badges. thing I think you made in the glass. They're like little um, yeah, that was oh, awesome. The word? Like little dioramas. We've still got that inside upturned jars. Yeah, the colours were probably. One of, well, one of the most important things for me, because like they they sort of informed everything else, and I I was like I'm not normally like a crazy crazy person. No, <laughs> I'm not normally, <laughs> not normally um, that that anal or much of a perfectionist about things. Like quite often, I have a let's get this just done kind of attitude rather than yeah. done to perfection. But I was so so kids. If you're looking for a graphic designer. <laughs> If you're looking for an artist or a graphic designer, I'll just if, do 50% of what you If need. you're looking for I'll, a professional job. <laughs> don't look here, kids. Keep looking. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, it's genuinely like what I'd say in an interview was, was a weakness, is that I sometimes just put something out. <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was relentless on the colours completely. Like, we would, we would go and find something, like serviettes or something, or, or, and, and we'd... Like look at them in the colours that that we thought, and I was like, it's not, it's not quite right. And I was like, yeah, but it's it's right enough. And I was like, it's not. It's fine. You need not. the you need that hue colour chart, like yeah, the, the well, hashtag number colour code thing. They're like the Pantone Pan- and the yeah. hex code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I I developed this sort of impossible colour vision where I just knew it wasn't right. And then I was like, I think it is right. And then I'd get a swatch out and I'd be like, see. <laughs> And she'd be like, it's out by a fraction of a hue, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was so effective. wrong. <laughs> it was it was like it was the most and I, I mean this in a really I mean this nicely, it was the most like Uh-oh. designed wedding I think I've ever oh, been cool. to. Yeah. Like it was like it was like um it's like Photoshop walked Ali down the aisle, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, um, no, I, I will take that as a compliment because that was like we we sort of scrutinised every little nut and bolt to make it the way we wanted it to be. And so, if you saw that, then we were. I've we never seen your wedding video, and seeing as it was such a production. Oh, really? There's people hanging or hanging from the rafters filming your wedding. <laughs> the production <laughs> yeah. values of it. It's through the roof. We had drones. No, that's not true. We didn't. Um... <laughs> I feel like I may have seen a short version, but Ali said there's like a three-hour-long version. 
Yeah, there's like a completely uncut version, <laughs> which is like three hours long. And then there's like a 40 minute cut and then there's like a three minute cut. It's weird because it's actually longer than the wedding. Yeah, yeah it's really odd. Yeah. Like yeah. The, ba- the Battle of Helm's Deep has been stuck in <laughs> just to like pad it out. We, we filmed it over overnights for three months, like Helm's Deep. <laughs> there's just so much excessive slow-mo in it, even when it's not required. Like even the speeches are like... <laughs> but it's like... But it's like the added footage is just seamless. Like you wouldn't even notice. It's yeah. Like, like you know, Theoden's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> and what can man do against such reckless hate? I do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> yeah. So it begins. <laughs> so, 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 Rev, not to not to get too many spoilers, but you're looking at a summer wedding or a winter wedding? Uh, neither. Oh. Uh, Spring is the preferred time Quantum of year. wedding. The, the reason being, A, I don't want to be cold, and B, I don't want to get burnt. Oh, I see. So spring is about right. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm not good in the sun, as you know. I don't think... No, I, I don't like wearing a... I, I struggle wearing a suit at the best of times. Like, I kind of love it, but I don't like being constricted. So, like, if you're super hot... Yeah. yeah. I love a suit. I love wearing suits. Yeah. But I um, but yeah, I think spring would be best for both of us because we're not good in the hot weather. So that is the ideal. But obviously, with everything going on, who knows? Well, um, listeners, you'll all be invited, of course. So yes, um... every single person listening to this podcast is <laughs> so is Rev maybe... invite, invited. Make sure you make sure you leave eight seats aside. Yeah, <laughs> so we can get all the entire reserve, reserve, reserve for our show called Hate Audience. Yeah. Eight will be fine. It's probably too many, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, but do eight. I think do eight too many. I don't, want to, I don't want to have to pay £90 for someone who might not show up. Exactly. This is ridiculous. So make sure you show up. Um. Right. Okay. Well, welcome to a show called Hate. There is normally oh, yeah. a gimmick oh, that's here. Right. Yeah. Um. Who would like to bring a hate to the table? I've got a hate. Oh, Nick's got a hate. We're only 18 minutes in. Okay, I'll keep it. I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> Why are um, we on it? Are we are we working on the clock? No, now? I'm not a schedule. I'm just I'm just saying the format's gone out the window. <laughs> Fuck the for- format for is a king. change. Fuck the format. The format is king. Um, life assurance. Oh, I just Assur- assurance or insurance. Ass. <laughs> Ass. Assurance. Well, this is the thing. Like at first, I did not know the difference. Oh, I still don't. Right. So I had to look it up, and the difference is just this is a boring bit. Assurance is for your life, no matter how long it is. Insurance is to a certain time. Right? No. So, uh, so, so, for example, if you took out a life assurance policy, it would be potentially infinite, but obviously humans do die. I, it, I've heard. Oh. They eventually will, at some point, die. But if you live to 150, you would still be covered by a life assurance policy. But if you got a life insurance policy, they would say, you're covered till you're 80. And then after that... Why... why? What if I said hello? <laughs> hello, Chris. Company. Hello, hello, insurance broker. Um, this call will be I'm, recorded. I'm by the way. going to live until I'm at least 150. Doctors have confirmed it. It's going to happen. I even if I get hit by a bus, I will not die. Okay, hold on. Let me just check. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you actually are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I I demand. Daryl, it happened. Yeah. That, we happened. found him. We <laughs> found here. him. He's the first Homo Novus. <laughs> <laughs> I want insurance. You want insurance for a hunt to, to up to 150 Until years. Until 150. Will you provide that? Hold on. Bearing in, bearing in mind, I'm 80 now. Okay, hold on. 
No. Not really. Oh. <laughs> You're okay. 80 now? I'm 80 now. Definitely not. You're probably <laughs> going to die in minutes. I, okay, I don't think you'll even survive the doctors this have said, The doctors have said I'm going to live forever. And why would they lie? <laughs> okay, I may be getting a little confused now. I, okay. I thought the whole point of like a life insurance or assurance policy, whatever, was mm. less to help you and yeah. more to help your significant other. Absolutely. Or, or to pay any outstanding debts that you, which others close to you would probably inherit as a result of your death. Okay, yes, okay. So, so what you're saying is a life insurance policy goes up to a certain year. It's got like a yes. cap. So say At it which goes point, up, yeah. yeah, let's say it goes to 80 and you live to 80. 12, I nearly said. So 92. So there's some discrepancies on this form. A lot of these numbers don't exist. These are imaginary yeah. numbers. Could oh, you... I see I see, I see you're 8012 and you were born on the 34th 34th of March. 34th of February August. What the hell are you talking about? Um yeah, who took out this policy and you're fired? Um, yeah, so let's say you took it out till you're 80 and you live to 95 or whatever. When it comes to 80, um, if you then die after that point, then there's going to be no money coming to your significant others. Oh, that's a bit shit. Wait, sorry. So genuinely, if I say I, I die at the age of 80, 12, mm-hmm. uh, but my very, policy... Very, po- very popular age to die. It is. It's one of the most famous ones. <laughs> but my policy only goes up to 80. Yeah. So my significant other won't get anything. No. So apparently, in in my conversation I had, an hour-long conversation I had with this guy, who was actually a really nice and really helpful guy, but there was just so fucking much to talk about. Um, He explained to me that quite often what happens is, because if you take an insurance policy out, one that ends on a certain date, it's going to be cheaper than assurance, because assurance could be so long, potentially, that they hike the premiums up in order to cover themselves for this potential, right? Um, So... um, you know, the, the idea that, that insurance, there's a very good chance they won't ever have to pay out because you're yeah. dying earlier than your sort of predicted average life expectancy is rarer, I suppose, than living out that time. So if you get out an assurance, it's, it, they, they will have to pay. They, do, they basically just have to pay out no matter what, whereas insurance, they don't. But he said what happens is that if you, if you cross that point, so when I get to 80, say, because I've got an insurance policy, so when I get to 80... Um, what they'll often do is because your whole situation might have changed. So you might have um, more money. You might have a, a big old pension. You might ha- you might be a millionaire. Your significant other might have died. And so therefore, and you might have paid the mortgage off and all sorts of other shit like this. So, so all of your requirements are different now. So he says what people often do then at that age is they take out a funeral uh, life insurance policy. And what that is, is a much smaller, much tighter little thing that basically just pays out when you die to cover your funeral costs. Isn't that like... So you've got to eighty twelve, got to eighty twelve. You got to eighty twelve. So like your policy the grand ran old out, age. Your policy ran out of ran out at eighty. You've had twelve years of living dangerously because <laughs> you're just not... wild. Like and I, and I would push it. I would be doing motorcycle jumps, heroin. I would be yeah, fighting seagulls. I would be doing it all. There was a woman um, who did a abseil off um, oh. Eagle Tower, which is Cheltenham's tallest building. Yes. If you don't already know. And she was like 90 something. And she was, she'd been doing all wing walks and all this, that, and the other, like all this daredevil stuff. She needs to stop. Because she got to 90. And I was speaking to her because I, I was charged with looking after her for the moment. You were holding onto the rope. <laughs> I, I, well, I held her walking stick. She went off the side of this building and I was holding her walking stick going, I don't know what to do with this. Oh, you're like, oh, careful, don't fall. I've got this, oh, I've got oh, this no walking <laughs> stick here. But she was saying to me before, she's like, 
well, you know, maybe I'll fall, but fuck it. <laughs> I'm so old that it doesn't really matter. That is genuinely her She's I, I, so I thought... old, she'd probably float. I have a feeling that when you get to that age, because this is the crux of my hate, really, which I haven't really got to yet, other than the whole, like, the whole thing was just a really annoying experience of having to think, like, 60 years away from now kind of thing. Mm. But, like, the crux of it was, I have no idea what sort of person I'm going to be at that time. I don't know whether I'm going to be rich. I don't know if I'm going to be dead. I don't know if I'm going to be, like, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm not going to care anymore. Like, I might just not care. And she didn't care. The abseiling lady didn't care anymore. Um, maybe I won't need life insurance. I, I probably will live past my life. I, I hope I will. And but she's fuck from, it, I won't care then. And, she, and she's lived through, like, she lived through two world wars and the Boer War. So she's kind of <laughs> like, she doesn't care. Like, the greatest generation. They they didn't need yeah. life insurance. No, they didn't. No. Just getting turpentine See, I always, and a bit I always thought life cardboard. insurance was like, if you if you died in an accident or if you died... Well, that's the main point of it. So So the big issue is, if I die tomorrow, we've still got so much mortgage to pay off. Um, mm. Ali can only live in this house with my income coming in. So I've added all sorts of shit to my policy, such as income protection, which means that it'll pay out the equivalent of how much I was getting paid to Ali for a certain number of years to allow Ali to cope. So the whole point of it is exactly for that. It's, it's for like if something wholly unexpected and horrible happens. But yeah. what I found really challenging and difficult in the phone call was what to do at this top end. Because he kept saying to me, well, well if, we, if we cap it at 80 years old, that's the average life expectancy for a gentleman uh, currently, uh, like yourself. And, uh, and I kept saying to him, <laughs> whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. What do you mean by that? You mean me specifically? How do you know? Um, Did you have a sausage roll in your hand at the time? <laughs> Yeah, but I had to muffle the eating sounds because I don't want him to know that. Because was it was he like now, sir? A man of, you know, how old are you now? Okay, thirty four. Okay, okay. So a man of your health, you know, do you exercise? Oh yeah, okay, a lot. Okay, what's that sound, sir? You know, Nothing. Are, you, are you no? That sounds, sir. That sounds very greasy. What is that? Sound? <laughs> that wait, wait a minute. And he's a trained professional, so he's like, yeah, sir. Is that a Greg's? Is that a Greg's sausage roll? He's the like, pastry flakiness sounds yeah. Greg's like. Is it Greg's? And on his little notepad, he crosses out 80 and writes like 42. <laughs> it was actually one of the medical questions. How many on a weekly basis would yeah. you say do you have sausage rolls? Have you heard um, of Greg's? And then he just ticks a box. <laughs> Are you familiar with yeah. the pastry treats? It's like, um, it's a picture of like, they've got like a glossy JPEG of like, um, uh, a Greg sausage roll, and then a, like a Greg's kind of hot pocket, and it goes, <laughs> and there's a little pop quiz. It's like, which one is cheaper? And if you can answer it, if you can answer it in a, a, in a certain time frame, if I just quickly go, oh, sausage roll, obviously. Oh, I mean, um, oh, uh, you <laughs> uh, know what? what? It's ages since I've been. Um... <laughs> That's a weird looking carrot. What is that? And then, and then they've already just like, you know. <laughs> He's already like written off the whole fucking thing. He's got a new format that's just got one question, which is like, they, why? They've just rubbed a zero off your <laughs> estimated age. It is, um, but yeah, the, had... the, yeah. The really frustrating thing was was the sort of like, there's going to be an end to this policy, and then I was, I kept saying to him on the phone, I was like, what then? What happens then? <laughs> I don't understand what to do then. And he's like, well, you know, you'll be in a very different place then. You know, your whole life will be very different. Um, dare I say it, your wife might not be around anymore. You'll have paid the mortgage off. And I'm sort of sitting this there going, depressing. but I, I can't. Yeah, A, this is really depressing. But, but B, like, I can't really work out what I'm going to need. But this is 60 the, years from now. Like, but but it's, basically, it's basically like gambling. Like insurance yeah, is kind is. of gambling. But it's weird that they, they're, they're taking you on that emotional journey. <laughs> 
where they're like, okay, sir, now imagine you're, you know, you're 64, you know, and you just celebrated like, uh, you know, the birth of your second grandchild and you've had a lovely day, you know, and you're driving home and there's a bit of ice on the road and whoop, you know, oh, no. and then you're like, oh my God. And they're like, yeah, we better, oh, sir, don't you think we better add like an extra 10 years to the policy? And you're like, oh God, yes. Oh God, yes. yes. Yeah. And now you're covered up to 70 and they're like, okay, but sir, you know, you know, now you're 70, just put, walk with me here on a journey. You're 71, you know, you're walking out, there's an, you're walking out up the driveway to pick up the mail. You got your walker. Bit of ice on the floor. Oh no! Oh no! So <laughs> you've ice. fallen. Yeah, why and then you're a, like, why is there always ice involved? <laughs> well, because there's an ice age by then, I think. And, th- and then you're like, oh my god! Like I better bump it up to eighty. And he's like, excellent, sir. And then you're like, but, but what but happens next? What? And he's That's like, oh, exactly. now, now imagine, now imagine, now imagine you're eighty, right? But that was you're my. Up, you're going up your Stanner stairlift, and oh my god, there's some ice on the seat, and oh, you slipped, and oh no! But then he's like, but then he just doesn't say anything. I'm like, but what happens then, Sam? Sam! And Sam doesn't care because Sam's just, like, he's, he's he gets commissioned for every 80-year policy he can sell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that I've not been listening. Sure. What is the difference between insurance and assurance? <laughs> so assurance never times out. Okay. okay. So I could, die, I could die at any point and I would be covered. Yeah. I think, I think the reasoning is that if you do that, you are essentially wasting money because... That, that's the that, that's the reasoning Sam gave me is that let's say I did die at 150, everyone I know would be dead. The Earth would be a Mad Max waste. A blast, yeah. a blast like, hellscape. I would have died by spraying silver paint into my mouth and screaming at a steering wheel into a sandstorm. Yeah. That's how I would have died. So there would be nobody to inherit this money <laughs> because the world would be chasing water rather than currency at this point, right? Mm. And so I think his point is you would be paying higher premiums all this time. Everyone around you would have died. The earth would be this blasted wasteland. There's no point in doing that. Let's just cap it at 80 and see what the fuck happens after that. But surely, like, if you could afford it, like an Mm. assurance policy, Mm. and, like, you plan on having children, and you imagine that, like, their children might have children. This is my point, though. Why not do it? But now, this is the thing, is that you, you could say this, and this is what I was struggling with on the phone with him, is that... There's a billion different things that could happen in my life. I could have kids. I could not have kids. I could I could adopt, um, you know, a family of uh, hyper sentient cockroaches, and they might need support because they have a very yeah. specific diet and they need terrariums, many terrariums. You know, <laughs> like I don't know how many, how many terrariums would you like? I just please, I just kept many, saying to him, many, like, <laughs> your crippling terrarium addiction. <laughs> I, just I think you've had enough. Him, I just kept saying, Sam, what does everyone else do? Because I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. What does uh, everyone do? And then Sam was, he, he had yeah, me. I think, I think he's lured you in there. He had me in the palm of his hand. And then, yeah. and then, and then he was like, well, you know, when you get to 80, you can just do this, this funeral cover. And I was like, oh, thank God, Sam. Yes, that's, that's fine, isn't it? I could just get that later on. And I don't have to think about that right now. And then I could just sign this thing. that let, you've just Let future Nick worry about that. That's kind of basically how I ended the conversation was future Nick can just like he'll hate me probably, but he'll have to deal with that. But that that's yeah, kind that's, of that's the a, annoying. Let that guy worry about it. But that is kind of the annoying thing, isn't it? Because he's walking you on this emotional journey up to a certain point. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Now you're fine." It's like, "Well, why it's am like... I fine at eighty, Sam? But apparently, yeah. I'm going to slip on ice and die at ten exactly. year intervals up until then." Like. And and uh, to be honest, there is one core thing here that does make sense, which is that you a lot of people he said only take out a life insurance policy to cover their mortgage. Because your mortgage tends to be your biggest thing. 
right? Yeah. So if you can cover the let they, what they did load they take, do a load of questions and they work out how much more mortgage you've got left to pay, and then they go, well, if we take out a policy for that, you're inevitably going to have paid some off by the time something happens anyway, but it'll pay out all of it and you'll cover your mortgage and then Ali won't be landed with something. And so it's like you could just boil it just down to that, but it's it's all the other stuff. It's all like the what about your what about your funeral? What about your kids? What about your cockroaches? Hmm? Didn't think of that, did you? Didn't think about that, did you? But this is what, like, I yeah, because we we had we had a very similar discussion when we got the mortgage because it's like yeah. we had to get a um a couple of policies out then and and the problem is like the person selling the insurance can make a compelling argument for everything or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so when they're like you know livelihood protection and they're like. And, get, and they're like, okay, so theoretically, you know, I'm just taking you on a journey here. We're just exploring some options. How many limbs <laughs> Do could you keep so doing your job with? <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, should we give you, uh, should we give you like uh, loss of one limb protection? That's like an, that's like an extra 30, 30 pounds a month. And yeah, then you um, answer like, yeah, no, that's, that's all right, isn't it? I'll be all right. Yeah. And then they'll go, well, I suppose it would be all right. But I mean, just imagine if you lost two. Oh, oh, oh no! I hadn't thought of that. So, is it more? Is it more expensive? Is it more expensive for each limb? I think so, because you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> just lie. But, but it's, it's like when it's like when you um, when you get your car like recovered each year, and it's always like, uh, okay, so how, how many wheels does your <laughs> yeah, car? But it's kind of like you know, you get the quote, and you're like, okay, yeah, quite happy with that. Cheapest quote compared to the market and all that. Here we go, and it's like, excellent, sir, and. Um, do you want? Uh, do you want? Um, you know? Do you want a rental car if your car breaks down? And you're like, um, I don't want to pay more for it, but I, no, I don't think I do. What about windscreen protection, sir? What if your windscreen cracks? You like, but it, yeah, uh, this is um, what it boils down to: is that you like, I just don't know if these things are going to happen or not, and I'm going to add this all of this stuff on. And and what Sam kept saying on the call is, you know, it's peace of mind, isn't it? It's always peace of mind. And I'm just like, fuck off, Sam. I'm not having any peace of mind with this fucking conversation. Sam, Sam, selling peace yeah. of mind. And but he's like, you know, if we, if we just add this on, if we just add this on. Wishes. That's peace of mind, isn't it? Because then if then if that happens, then you cover. That's peace of mind. So that's good. So then then what about you know what about cover for falcon attack? Yeah. I mean, you, you what if you what if you're out hiking and falcon comes for you? It's just peace of mind, isn't it? If we're just covered for falcons, could ha- could then, happen. then that's fine. Rock slides. Have you thought about rock slides recently? Where'd you live? Ooh, mm. there are rocks there. There are rocks there, and some of them are higher than you and your house. So I'm just saying. Volcano. Volcano peace insurance. Of mind, mate. But what? It's a, that's a family car thing, isn't it? <laughs> well, there are no volcanoes here. Well, don't you think we're due one? <laughs> I, I'd love to know. Here's the thing, like I, I, I don't think I have life insurance because I, I think I had to. It was like a policy around the time I got. Yeah, I think I think I, when I, I know I have it because I negotiated it and I can't remember what I did. Yeah. But never, it doesn't but, matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we certainly have got, got it. But uh, but it like it doesn't. I still don't really on know a daily basis. I don't think about it. Like it doesn't. You know, I don't think to myself, oh, thank God, I've got life insurance. I'm going to go no. play with traffic or something like it's that. It's not a like, worry it, for me at all. But it's like. And if I didn't have life insurance, I'd probably still be fine. But if someone turned around to me and said, hey, we've assessed you, and now you can't get life insurance. Like, you know, there's something you do in your daily basis which make which makes you uninsurable. Maybe it's well, the this, Greggs. This happened know. to me. This actually happened to me. Yeah. So, so, like, part of why I'm only recently doing it is partly because I'm lazy, but also partly because it wasn't a requirement for our mortgage. So it was something we had to do separately and privately. 
Um, and Ali sorted hers out ages ago because she's way better. And it's been on my list of things to do for ages. So I was like, finally, I'm going to knuckle down. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to use the company that Ali used, who is this company called Dead Happy. <laughs> and they specialize. My yeah, God. They're really, they're, they're really um, silly is the best word for it, really. They've got this kind of really like daft hey. attitude. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, hey. You're going to die. <laughs> but their whole. How are you going to die? It don't matter with our insurance. Hey. The whole, their whole shtick. The whole shtick is that it's life insurance for young people. So you pay wow. a Yes, crazy lower sum than you would for the average. Is, uh, is Dappy the spokesperson? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he answers the phone actually. <laughs> that's that's probably what he's doing now. But yeah, so I went for them first, and I, I'm at the top end of their young age bracket. So I thought it was already a little bit, you know, a oh, little bit oh, close. Um, and then they found out about my ulcerative colitis and my asthma, and they were like, "No," <laughs> and that was it. It's like great, cool. Yeah, anything they can find to hike it up. So yeah, but surely like, isn't everybody dying? Like, is it? I mean, everyone's got something, right? But isn't like life is a terminal disease? Like we're all we're all getting older. Like why insure anyone? We're all, as soon as soon as you're born, you are dying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think great. about it. God, that's so profound. Yeah, well, it, you know, something to think yeah. about. Anyway, I'm covered now. So I'm coming till uh, till oh, eighty, I think, or something. So which one? Which one have you I've got? I've got insurance. Insurance, yeah. yeah. Um, because I'm covered till a point, and then future Nick will have a whole raft of troubles. <laughs> did you did you pay extra for the um, the podcast protection? Oh no! Mm. In the event that you die, the the insurance company has to provide someone of equal comedy <laughs> level. <laughs> <laughs> for you guys, for us, yeah. how are we going to cope? We need, we need, we need to be covered for these That's things. True. Well, yeah, you can have dumpling, I guess. She'll outlive me, probably. <laughs> um, so you're newly insured, bravo. Yes, thank you. Congratulations. So, thank you. as as your co-hosts, I think uh, it's only fair that we each be hyper aware of any murder attempts on your life. Okay, that would be great. I'd appreciate that. So I'm just saying, like, if you're planning on any fishing trips, okay. maybe, like, uh, just give us a wink. Like, you know, if, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> yeah. hope nothing happens. Wink. Hope nothing happens. Wink. <laughs> if you, if you, by the way, if, by the way, on the next episode, uh, our uh, production values have gone way up and Nick's missing. <laughs> You'll know why. There was a guy who, I, I was listening to a, a podcast and they were talking about the arcs of disappearing. So like um, humans who have famously faked their death oh, yeah. and disappear. Yeah. And we said, the problem is we actually have no data on how to do it well. Because they've gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because if someone <laughs> has mastered the art yeah, of faking their death, true, yeah. we don't find them. We think we, they're dead. Yeah. We only know the people who fail. I, I I bet there are some who have mastered, masterfully done it. But there was a guy who, uh, I think this was only in recent years, but he, him and his wife, they conspired to fake his death and claim on the life I think I remember insurance. hearing about this. Yeah, yeah. So he like... Oh, this is, is this the, the, the lifeboat thing? Yeah, it was on a boat or something. Yeah. But he, um, he went fishing. Supposedly, the boat capsized. He died at sea. She collected the insurance. And then a man in what neighbours said was a very obvious wig... <laughs> moved in next door to her <laughs> and just bear in mind this isn't in like a big city this is in like a small little town where everybody knew each other 
this is the thing. Like, you've got to you've got to do more than that. I mean, a sure. wig. Like, knowing that, that you're, that's pathetic. Knowing that you're trying to fake your own death and you're trying to claim insurance money. Shave your head. At least shave your head. It'll grow back. It's a bad And you'll minimum. be completely bald. And then you'll be you'll be actually bald. And then people will be like, "Well, it can't be him. He was bald." No one would shave their head. No, that's too obvious. But anyway, I've got I've got hate. Oh yeah. Well, go on, go on then, John. Tell I us. uh I hate the way that in TV, film, comics, whatever, I hate the way that mystic people talk. Okay. So I, I hate I hate everything about mystic people while we're on this. <laughs> so I think I'm going to agree with this. Okay. Is this? I don't know what you mean by mystic people. Like okay. Is this a- are we talking like clairvoyance? Well, no, I mean more like fantasy kind of mystical people. Oh, okay. because they talk in like old fashioned yoli. Yes. Of... Because we, we, we were watching um <laughs> we were watching uh a uh, an anime the other day. We were watching uh Nausicaa uh, oh, yeah. in the Valley of the Winds. And uh the plot is isn't important, Rev, because I don't believe you've seen this one. But it it's it's vaguely post apocalyptic. And there is a wise woman in the village, and of course she's she's all she's old, she's hunched, she's got a hood, like um, she's blind. But they all turn to her for wisdom. And every scene she's in, they're like, they're like, oh my god, something bad's happening! Quick, the wise woman, the wise woman, and they bring her over, and she's like, somebody be my eyes, show me the truth. <laughs> and like, okay, dear, okay, okay, and they they bring her up, and Here's then they're like. Like, what do you see, wise woman? What is it? What do your blind eyes see? And she's like, I see, like a dark truth. She didn't. She didn't, she didn't put the. She the didn't put the light were... in. I, I, I see, like a dark truth, Holmes. <laughs> but that's my point. But but it's like in this world where, or or any world, any fantasy world where there is presumably, uh. A, a mysticism or like a, a magic or or even just the ability to see things beyond mortal ken the person doing it never just says hey br- hey um qu- hey wise woman what can you see and she's like yeah i think um i think there's some danger coming i think there's like an army around the corner uh, let's just let's put some preparation in They're yeah always plus like, there's like there's a really big raccoon like about two doors down that's gonna eat some of your trash that's annoying yeah, uh, just really specific details. Like, yes, that'd be great. Stop being so vague. They're always there just is like darkness on the horizon, child. I see. Oh, the veils—they they bring dark portents. Yeah, but what and does then that you always mean? get you always get a scene, don't you? Afterwards, where they're kind of interpreting what they said. Yeah, and and it's like, well, that darkness—it could mean the <laughs> army of the red god who are waiting on a hill, like right now <laughs> over there. It could it could be that. But also darkness. Mm. It could be what's in our hearts, in every man's heart. And it's like, the but the wise woman is sat right there. Yeah. She's like, no, it's the first one. It's the first. The one. thing <laughs> is, though, if I had that kind of power, I feel like I would fuck about a bit. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! So there we go. That's why it happens. <laughs> yeah, you put, you put that. Yeah, you. you I feel like I would speak there. cryptically. <laughs> I feel. I feel like I'd go. Oh, okay. oh, danger comes from the west. I wonder if also it's a little bit of like protection for yourself yeah, in case you get true. it wrong. So it's like mm. if you go too specific, like there's a really big raccoon down the road and it's going to eat the lasagna box you left out in the front garden. And then a fox comes mm. and eats a Pringle tube. You're like, not much of a fortune teller, are you? It's almost what? like she's full, filled with self-doubt about her own uh, performance as a psychic. Indeed. It's like, yeah, she's a psychic, but first and foremost, she's an entertainer. 
You yeah, know, she's there. She's got to, to put a show on because it's like assuming it's real. Like assuming your ability to see things is 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 real. Yeah, like which it isn't. <laughs> yeah, but in this fa- in this no, and it isn't. But in this fantasy setting, let's okay, okay rule- fine, fine. Yeah. yeah, let's assume the rules of the world are different. Like, just cut to the chase. Yeah. Like, I already accept Help a guy you- out. <laughs> yeah, I accept that you have magical power. You'd- I'm not a tourist. You don't need to dress it up for me. Just tell me, <laughs> tell me what you bloody see. One of the worst offenders uh, for this is um, Terminator. Oh, I can't even remember which Terminator it is. It might be Terminator Salvation, like the one which is actually post-apocalyptic. It's actually sure. it's like Terminator Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always, I always remember because I went to see that at the cinema, and I don't really know why because it's not very good. No, but like, except in the future where oh. robots have taken over, f- where robots have happened. And I know John Connor, the hero of the humanity, is now Christian Bale, so the actor has changed. But, like, the choice of actors means that he's aged maybe, like, 10 or 15 years. Sure. Like, he's not, like, an old man. So it's kind of like, okay, so the world ended 10 or 15 years ago. And there's a bit where, like, somebody is driving along a desert road and they stop at, like, a ruined service station or something. Mm, Right. And they go inside and they're, like, rummaging for, like, supplies. And then a group of, like post-apocalyptic <laughs> bandits jump out you know and they have a little fight and then they you know they they imprison them and they're like um and they're like what are you gonna do to us and they're like your fate will be decided by the wise woman baba yaga yeah by <laughs> baba yaga and then this 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 like elderly woman comes in like leaning on a stick with a skull on top yeah with us like a skull tied to her head and she's got these big robes and she's like I see only darkness in your heart. I'm like, it's been 10 years, Janice. <laughs> it's been 10 years. You were an accountant. Wait, wait like... I know you. You were the receptionist for, <laughs> hey, for, for eight you. years BC, weren't you? Just before it all went to shit. Yeah, you, hey, you were at the, you were at the church fair. Hey, yeah. Janice. Hey, nice to see you. Your, um, your um, cucumber came second, didn't it? Second? <laughs> sh- he speaks of the old times. No, Janice. No, no Janice. I'm speaking of 2010. <laughs> we all remember it. Yeah. Not that long ago, Janice. Do you remember? Do you still have the this, cucumber, Janice? This conversation reminds me of a genuine tweet that was sent by uh, Mansfield Town Football Club. Um, <laughs> and this was a genuine thing because I looked it up because I thought it was a joke the first time I read it. But I went back and this was an actual event. And it said, uh, <laughs> the tweet read... Due to unforeseen <laughs> circumstances, clairvoyant Trisha will not be able to perform tonight. We will, not, we will issue refunds in the coming days. And I was like, that's got to be a joke. But you look back and it was an actual booking. <laughs> Due to unforeseen circumstances. Oh, and everyone, the whole replies was just, she didn't see that coming. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Psychic Trish. Useless. Oh. There were apparently, I think I've, I think it was a comedy routine that uh, Dara O'Brien did. But I remember him saying like there was a time when like Psychic Sally was doing like a live show, and at mm. some point the audience just turned against her, yeah. like they weren't, they weren't having it. it. Is, I love that because it's bollocks. Oh, it, it is. is. Yeah, it's one of those rare things where like you know, oh, you know, I, I don't offend anyone. It's like no, it is a scam. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. psychicness. This isn't, this isn't something that I will have any qualms about. 
like disagreeing with someone on you know like it is bollocks they're taking your money it's bollocks no one's heard from Derek Okora yeah. since he died <laughs> fact it's true it's a fact you think he'd have wormed his way back onto telly somehow <laughs> what's that classic Derek Okora where he's like uh, he goes to he's doing like house calls and he goes to like this lady's house and she's like Oh yes, no. We we've got a we've got a real ghost here, and he's like, "You're out, love." Well, tell you what, you bring me an item, bring me an item from the house that maybe you know solidifies some of the psych, you know, the psychic energy. And she brings him a horseshoe, and she goes, okay. "Oh yeah, no, this we have this nailed above the door." And he picks it up and goes, "Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting horses, I'm getting horses." Of course you are, Derek. <laughs> I'm getting horses. I could have told you that, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> bring me an object that, that sums up what he's like and she comes out with a coaxial scart cable I feel like you used to watch a lot of television I feel like you were... <laughs> I yeah uh, but, but yeah I was initially thinking like oh it's just like let's be honest like the elder wise woman in fantasy because mm. I can think of it just happens over and over again but you're right it's kind of like real world psychics kind of talk like this as well because it's like well they're, if, they're, de- they're deliberately being vague like yeah. that's the whole basis of their shtick isn't it is that the vaguer they are the more likely they are to catch someone in the audience who it applies to well let, let, but also let's assume that like maybe hypothetically there are some people in the world with psychic powers sure like yeah. there are some people who have Developed the ability to talk to the dead or something. Okay. Okay. Fine. I mean, it's a big. It's a big. It's a big leap. But okay. Why? Why is it that like most psychic powers only work if you have a big audience of people and they're like, mm. okay, I'm getting a Mary. Has anyone? Does anyone know a Mary? Is there, is there a Mary here? <laughs> you know, it's my like... granddad was called Mary. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just ate a Maryland cookie. Does that count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's just like, like thought noise. But it's like, why do why does having psychic powers automatically come with the trappings of, you know, you've got to dress a certain way, you've got to you've yeah, got to present yeah. yourself a certain way. For all you know, the dude down the pub who's like spitting into a bucket, he might have psychic powers. You know, <laughs> spitting Barry. It's like he's he's well known for seeing the future. Oh yeah, I know. Oh Barry, oh Baz, what's my future? Are you getting another point? <laughs> he's right. <laughs> he's right. I am getting, he's always right. I'm gonna do it. He always gets it. Baz, are you legend? Points for everyone. <laughs> That's how to be a better psychic. Just be a party animal, like twenty <laughs> Yeah, you can hire Psychic Barry to come to your party, and all of his all of his predictions are just about like getting more drinks. Yeah, all of his predictions are you're gonna buy me a pint. I am, <laughs> I am gonna. I am. I, am gonna. I can't explain Barry, it. I can't explain you it. Legend, have another pint. Drink it fast. Hurry. Uh, oh my nothing. god, Psychic Barry, what a ledge. <laughs> anyway, I think I think I've uh, I think I've wrung the last drops of humour out of that. That's when it's course. Give us one, Chris. Well, my hate is how it's socially expected Uh-oh. for you to say something is good or acceptable when it's just shit. <laughs> Does this have anything to do it, with mean, wedding venues? <laughs> no, it don't. It, well, yeah. Uh, some of them, it's like some people go on about stuff that they, and I get that they feel really passionately about it, sure. sure. But sometimes it's just like, 
But it's just a bit shit, isn't it? I mean, I could tell you it's good. You can tell me it's good. But we both know it's a bit shit. I feel like you may have had experiences like this with um, artists and other things. Perhaps. Oh, no. Every artist we've ever met in the Comics Village has been exemplary. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Def- definitely. I don't want to I don't want to uh, lead you down a, a path that will get you into too much trouble. Uh, I, it's why I am always incredibly reluctant to give anybody feedback on yes that's anything, what i mean though i just i've ever i'm just whenever anyone any whenever anyone sends you anything that they're so proud of you just i feel like i don't have it in my heart but then i think is it just that it's just about social acceptance that i just can't go but shit that, i it? do i do get what you're saying because like it does happen at comic con sometimes when someone who comes to our table they're not an exhibitor but they're like member of the public and they'll have mm. their sketchbook or they'll have their comic that they're working on. And they will very, very quickly make the entire exchange about them and the thing that they sure. got, despite the fact that they're not selling it and we're trying to run a business here and all, all sorts of other extra stuff there. So they'll spend a lot of time taking us through their portfolio. And, you know, sometimes they're very young or they're very new to it and it isn't good. It mm. isn't great. And, you know, we all start somewhere and that's fine. But like... I really don't want to just be platitudey and just be like, oh, yeah, no, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's great. So I always try and pick on something yeah, that is I mean, true. It's how far do you go in terms of constructive criticism? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not here. I will never criticize because I don't believe in that. Unless someone asks me mm. to tell me what's wrong with their artwork, I will never tell anyone what's wrong with it because I fundamentally don't believe in that. But if they want to know my thoughts, you know, they haven't asked specifically for me to tear it apart in front of them, but they're just like, hey, what do you think of this? I will find something that is good about it. Like, I really like the way you've done, like, the panel borders. <laughs> I, I really like the way you've drawn a straight line. You're really good with a ruler. <laughs> that, that, I, know, I know, like, uh, I, know, I know a few people who are reviewers, like, you know, or they, you know, they, they run websites where they review comics. And, like, they, they've often said it's a bit of a hard thing when you're dealing with, like, creators who you might know and they give you a piece mm. of work to look at. I mean, you feel bad if you say something kind of shit about it but generally the way they get around that is they say we don't review bag stuff so like if you didn't get a review <laughs> that's almost it's that it's that bad that they couldn't make a yeah i think that's it because it's like or they couldn't write a whole article <laughs> yeah so is there something in your life which has prompted this rev that you can make reference to subtly well it's 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 wedding venues and there's nothing that I that's been too shit, but it sort of relates to wedding venues that we've been looking at the last few days. And I remember one <laughs> um, <laughs> classically, we were looking around rental properties when you and I were looking for a place to live together, John, along with oh, a yeah. couple of other people. And you'll remember, you'll know what I'm going to say now. Um, <laughs> it's just got me thinking about stuff like this. But the, <laughs> the, se- the saleswoman um, from from the rental <laughs> company, um, basically, she was quite she was quite young. Um, I think she was our age, and then she was sort of like, "Oh, so this is the house, and there's the carpets." Da, 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 da. And then she like pointed our attention to outside, where it was just a slab and a load of pebbles. She goes, "There's the garden, no grass out there, so you don't need to worry about mowing that." <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, okay." I guess I mean, it's just it. I mean, it's just a bit shit, isn't it? I mean, you you can say that's positive because there's no grass there, and I suppose it is I- in a way. But it's just a bit shit, isn't it? Just I think, what, I think what you've I think what you've touched from there is like it's not if you can look at something in a vacuum, like if you if you just saw like mm. that garden, you would be the judge of whether or not you were worried about it or not. But like when someone's standing yeah. there 
yeah whether they're whether you're viewing a house and we've got a portfolio that's horrible because then you've got the pressure you gotta say something yeah. you know yeah, i remember yeah. i remember doing a house viewing and you know i was waiting for like half an hour to be let in because i think the estate agent went to the wrong place i was hung over and there were toenails all over the floor oh, like outside God, it was yeah. so disgusting that's outside cool. yeah like a bin bag had burst that's all i can think oh, of that's no. it was just yeah, such a such a bad first impression and then when she let me in i was like well i've waited here i might as well see the damn place and we went in and like every room had a massive electric shutter over the window <laughs> yeah so she was going around like opening these shutters to like let light in and it, it felt like a prison yeah. <laughs> and it's like one room had like uh had like a hand dryer like on the wall what like you'd have in a public toilet? Yeah, oh, and, and I think and 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 it's like we're going through this song and dance where like I could probably view the house in a minute and make a judgment I on know. it. Well, the, but the toenails alone. Probably. Maybe maybe yeah, it's, I maybe already... it's salesmanship. I hate. Maybe it maybe it's uh, well no no it isn't. It's having to if it's having to compliment someone on something that I know and they know perhaps is a bit shit. I'm talking yeah. I'm talking food. I, I'm yeah. talking. Like the wedding venues we've seen haven't been shit per se, but I have felt a pressure within me to say something nice. When oh, there's yeah. a silence, I've I felt the need to say, "Oh, it's a nice space." What does that even mean? Yeah, because yeah, you have to you have to fill that space, don't you? I tell you what, like on this subject, but going back to houses again, when Ali and I were first looking at our first house, we checked out this house that was in like a real state it was a proper project and we were See, considering that's, but that's like, complimentary that, what that you point. just said it was a project it was just shit wasn't it it, was just, it shit. was just it shit it was just shit but th th this is what's funny though is that we had two viewings of it one time with an estate agent and one time with the guy who owned it right? oh god <laughs> and the guy who owned it was drunk and uh not uh, not particularly up for selling what a house, hero it seemed um and the <laughs> i house, don't want to leave this house, house. <laughs> i don't i don't want to leave he basically, they're making me he basically said that so, like, when the woman took us around for the first time, it was like, oh, it's a bit of a project. You know, you could knock this wall down. Blah, 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 loads of positive shit. We're just like, right, okay. But then we weren't 100% sure, so we went back. And the estate agent was late, but he was in. Oh, so he let us in. He's like, oh, I'll show you around. I'll show you around again. No problem. Come down here. Come down to the basement. She didn't show you the basement, did she? Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why she didn't show you the basement. Because it's fucking full of water, isn't it? Like, water's, <laughs> water's coming through the walls. It's fucking shit. I wouldn't buy this if I was you. I'm not sure I want to sell it either, to be honest. And I'm just like, stood there like, what? <laughs> what is like, going on? And he's like, "There's no electrics in this house. There's no electrics in here. I'm, I'm having to snake power in from an, from another building because um, that basically this house used to be used to grow weed, and uh, they uh, they just circumvented the national grid with a special box they had on the wall, and uh, that's obviously gone now because the police took that. So there's no power in <laughs> it. And I'm just like, what the? Fuck? What is going on? And we'd so dodged a bullet because of this because we were genuinely considering this sort of like project house. And then because he was so brutally honest about how fucking shit it was, we didn't buy it. See, brutal honesty is the best way forward. I think he's yeah. dead now. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, yeah, but, but like, if you... Generally, if you're honest, though, that just makes you an asshole. Like, yeah. regardless no, no, of the no, situation. No, 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 no. Yeah. I am tolerant of kids <laughs> to a certain extent. Like, okay. if a kid brings me a drawing and it's terrible... Like me, for example. I, yeah. <laughs> but if a kid brings me like a drawing and it just is nonsensical and you think, oh, that's, that's delightful. This? Thank you so much. I'm going to put that on the fridge. Yeah. If a 20-year-old brought me that, I'd say, what the fuck are you doing? 
Get out of my house. Yeah, I would. Who let you in, I would say. Oh, you've commissioned me to do some artwork for your wedding stuff. I have commissioned which, you. Which is very exciting. Yes. And now I'm really worried. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I've got faith in you. I wouldn't have commissioned you if I didn't think you could do it. Uh, it's like the reviews. That's okay. Yeah. That's, fine. yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like, you just, you know, you, you, you choose. I think life is generally ch- maneuvering yourself yeah. into positions where this doesn't happen. Yeah, I feel this is fine. actually why, why the am struggle I not allowed of life. To be, why do I have to consider everyone's feelings all the time? <laughs> Because that's so that the horrible burden. The horrible burden of civilization is yeah, terrible. Yeah, I know. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's just so that you're not an asshole. That's all. Yeah, but but maybe I am, and maybe maybe that's okay. Well, we <laughs> all know that you are a lovable asshole, like, Thank deep you. down. But you just hide it sometimes. Yeah. But this, this is how it begins, though, because it is like... The crotchety might, old man thing. Yeah, you might think that, like, the one time you think, I'm going to tell it like it is. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to put it out there. You might be a hero that first time, and then... <laughs> Suddenly it, be- it just becomes a thing. And then in five years' time, you look back and suddenly you're that prick. Yeah. You know, you're that I feel, guy. I feel like you've just described Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is exactly Twitter, yeah. I think that I is... I think it's a slippery slope, definitely. Yeah, yeah. no. I, maybe, I think maybe that's why there's a social etiquette. Maybe that is it. Maybe you've hit the nail on the head and that is why there's a social etiquette, why I can't just go around slagging people's passions off. Here's because the thing. it's Here's a slippery thing, slope into becoming just a dickhead. Just see it this way, Chris. When your life insurance is up, then mm. you can start doing it. Yeah. I don't know when that is. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I was quite drunk when I signed those yeah. papers. So. <laughs> Thing is, I did it through a friend. Um, oh, like a loan shark. Like oh, no. a, yeah, I did it through a friend and I'm not sure he was actually an insurance salesman. Was it Psychic Barry? <laughs> yeah. He told me when I was going to die, so I'm insured up to that date. The problem is you're going to die at Barry's hands. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. He's going to make sure you die then. You'll die then. I'll make sure of it. You're going to die on your 54th gee, birthday. Gee, thanks, Barry. I really appreciate a guy who takes pride in his work. <laughs> oh, knock, knock, knock. It's Barry. It's time. <laughs> well, on the subject of um, the shared social contract, uh, should we do uh, should we do some listener submissions? Oh, yes, I saw we had some listener submissions. Yes. Uh, I feel so obliged to say that they're all really funny and really good. Great. I've, okay. I'll be totally honest at this point. I've not read them. No, well, this I is just good. Saw, I saw the people have posted and I instantly dismissed them. <laughs> so please, uh, listeners, do keep do keep. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, but yeah, please keep sending in your hates. Yes, please do. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this one segues uh, quite nicely. Uh, so, from friend of the show, Simon Puggleton the Fourth, I hate Twitter. Oh well. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a low ball. Have you been listening to this show? <laughs> <laughs> that's a low that's ball. Very... If ever there was one. Well, I think I think it's actually like we we had like a little um. I think at some point we had an, uh, an unofficial uh, podcast meeting where we said that we can't just make every episode. I hate Twitter. No, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. we. I think. We... I think if anything, we've we've struggled to avoid it deliberately because it, yeah. it's it's a cesspit. It's. Fun. I, I mean, I I just simply do not use it at all anymore at all. In yeah. Any way. No, I'm done. The honeymoon is yeah. officially over. The, the... the thing is, I the problem I've got is that I use it for football, and it's very good for football. Yeah. But then you get dragged into all the other shite. My, I, won't, uh, I won't even open it. My life yeah. hack... I don't, I, I don't blame you. My life hack is if you use Chrome and you have a problem like me, download the um, web blocker um, plugin and add Twitter to the list of blocked websites so you won't, fall, yeah. you won't be tempted. Delete um, it off your phone and then use Hootsuite, which is objectively an awful piece of software. <laughs> yet, 
it allows you to kind of like custom build your social media feeds. So I have my Twitter posts. I have my Twitter mentions. Is this schedule posts yeah. then, Hootsuite? Uh, yeah, but also just you could just go in and post on a whim if you wanted. You can post you... from Hootsuite through to Twitter. So you yes. Can, you go to Twitter I, yourself. I see. Which is what I do, basically. So I basically I see what I post, and I see when people message me or use my name, but I don't get the news feed. Because that's the, the unfortunate truth is that, that as a as a content provider, if you want to call us that, which unfortunately we have to, but like <laughs> as Big Punch, we do have to do as a level of you know putting ourselves out there and social media management and stuff like mm. that. So there's a there's a part of us that has to connect yes. to Twitter. Sadly, can't I think escape Hootsuite, that world entirely. No, Hootsuite is a good potential solution to that. Yeah, so that's my listener. That's my life hack. You can have that. Have that, Simon. But, but I would say the one thing uh, Simon does, Simon does, I, I, this is the most obscene picture I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> he says, I do love a good table picnic, though. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Oh, I've seen it. that picture. Yep, 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 yep. That is, now, that, that is, yeah, that, that looks good. That is food porn. That is possibly thought, the most astonishing thing I've ever seen. I thought that was a stock image when he first shared that. Like, yeah, like it's too good. It's too What's good. What's he got there? He's got figs. He's got pepperamis. Yeah, he's Ooh. got some. Prosciutto. He's got some cured meats yeah. there. I mean, I mean, I th- berries. Some nice berries. The thing is, is that everything he's got on that plate. I Birkins. think, I think we can all agree, great, great stuff. But what is special about this image, and potentially you need to get to that Facebook page and you need to go see it. Go to the, the Facebook page, group. Facebook page. Come on, come, come on down. Us. If only to see this picture. Because if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not on the Facebook group, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, it's immaculately laid out. This this table picnic is glorious in its composition. He's done. He's done really, really well. Yeah, I mean, Sim. I've got to say, like, it is just the figs. I think take it to a certain level of mm. hedonism. Mm. Underrated uh, food is fig rolls. Ah, oh, fig rolls. Love a Change fig roll. my mind. <laughs> no, no. There, there you go. See. Okay. No, it's just, it's just a good. Ah, wait. Fig rolls. Oh, here, here we go. Go hard if you leave them out. Yes, they do. Well, don't leave them out, then you prick. Just eat them. But that means I'm just I'm wait I'm I'm running through this in my head. That means they're a cake, doesn't it, rather than a biscuit? Oh yes, because Jaffa cakes go hard. Mm. Well, I didn't call them. A, I didn't call them a biscuit. I know, I know. So there's no there's no reason for us to fall out. Well, right then. Hey, well, we can, okay. The government says we can enter people's houses now, so don't make me come over there. <laughs> <laughs> lick your lick, lick your door handles or something. Wouldn't it be good if the government advice was you can enter people's houses whether you want they want you to or not? <laughs> Yeah, screw this like two household thing. You can enter houses, yeah. but only if you don't know them. <laughs> only if you don't know them. And please use a window. Do not contaminate the door. Come on. Do you have any uh, more? Yeah, we certainly do. These are good, guys. Keep them coming. Uh, uh, Louis writes, I hate spam email feigning to be actual real person emails. Oh, uh, yeah. I just got an email notification from quote unquote Mark with the uh. subject... <laughs> Hi, Louis. Did you see my last email? The weight of stress in my stomach. Why did Mark... Which Mark is this? Did I really <laughs> let someone down? Am I in trouble? <laughs> Mark, which Mark are you? I've just opened my junk email and I've got an email from Andrew G. Haldane. Ooh, and it's oh, and it's a friend guy. of the show. <laughs> and it's an RE, so it's he, he's pretending as though he's replying to something I've sent him, which is obviously not true. And he says, hi, friend, please contact me for an important transaction. I have an interesting offer, which is worth a substantial amount to share with you. 
Oh. So that's I'll check that out after the uh, after the. Past. Can you forward that to me if you don't want to do it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I, it, it it does fill me with a white hot rage. Like spam spam at the best of times is not great, but like it's the presumption. Like you get it on like because we ostensibly run a business, you know, in name only <laughs> for, t- for tax purposes. Um, to hide should, all that money our, in our offshore Cayman bank account. <laughs> um, we get like so many emails from people who think that because we're a business, they want we want their crap, and also. Yeah. Like it's already a done deal, as if like yeah. this is how you talk in business. So like, hey, uh, hey, John, um, just saw your email. I just saw your website. I really like your product, um, sandwich master. I really, I really like your event or product. <laughs> I really, I, I was just browsing Instagram and I saw your event product or a uh, line of branding. And you go, and then like in a different font, sandwich masters. And, then again, <laughs> and it's like. Hey, I think we should work together. I've taken the liberty of put, putting a, an appointment in my calendar for four yes. p.m. Uh, so we'll. Um, I look, I've taken. <laughs> I look forward to chatting you th- with you then about water coolers or whatever shit he sells. And then, like a week later, you'll get the. Hey, did you get my email? Like, uh, I, I I would have expected a reply by now. What would you? <laughs> yeah. I logged into LinkedIn. They're, they're becoming cleverer, that's for sure. Well, clearly, they all went to the same webinar. Like there was one <laughs> lesson where this is apparently what marketing is now. Like I logged in, I logged into LinkedIn like for the first time in months. You well, there's your mistake. Which, which is just where social media goes to die. Yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never been able to engage with LinkedIn very well. I really don't care. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Everyone, everyone's showing off about their work, and I don't care about work at the best of times in terms of what other people are doing. Well, I had. A, I'm just like, oh, why should I care about this? Well, I, I had like, a, I think a guy because you get a lot of like, if you say you work in internal communications, which I do, you'll get like a lot of people who will speculatively contact you and go, hey, um, got a great, hey, I just want to connect as one internal communications professional to another. I've got some great resources. <laughs> and because I'd had some advice that like, oh, it doesn't hurt to grow your, your professional network. I was it like, does. okay, you know what? So I, I accepted a friendship from one of these people. Oh God. And they were like, hey, John, thanks for connecting. It's like, oh, you know, no worries. Like, hey, so occasionally I post, I post newsletters that might be of interest. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. Thank you. And then I don't check LinkedIn for like six months. And I log back yeah. in and I've had like 15 messages from this guy. Oh my and, God. And they're always like, hey, John, um, <laughs> LinkedIn uh, sometimes makes it a little hard to see, uh, <laughs> a little hard to see people's messages. Uh, just want to check, are you getting these? Like, did you see my last message? And then it's like, hey, John, haven't, uh, haven't heard from you in a while. Um, increasingly increasingly desperate this kind of locks into what chris was saying though where he can't say anything bad he can't say fuck you john why don't you message me john why don't you reply to my message john he's just instead he's just like um so yeah i know sometimes uh we're all busy we're all busy aren't we john uh but you know if you could just take a second ah john that'd be ah john but it goes back to the old days like when you would text someone to say oh who who, let's say you liked or a, a girl or whatever say Oh, not sure if I've had a reply from you, so I'm just just wondering if you got it. But you're texting them to find out if you got oh. their last text. So what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Why, mess- <laughs> why message them on the same platform to check if they've got the previous message? I um, this is a true story. When I was at university, I once submitted a uh, uh, a story to uh, a publisher, oh. like uh, a short a short story, and I was so. 
and you had to you had to send it by post like oh. you know print out your score you put it in an envelope send it off and i did and I, I put it in a letterbox around the house where I was staying at university. And I hadn't heard anything in a few weeks. And honestly, I was so paranoid about whether or not it had actually gone out that I posted myself oh, a letter no. from that from that letterbox <laughs> to see, see if, if it, it would see if it would get to me. And did it? It did in like a day. So <laughs> thing is, I'm, la- best I'm laughing. First I'm class sort of stamp I ever that. used. <laughs> Post myself a letter, like Brilliant. go somewhere, post it, and see how long it takes. Yeah, race it back. We uh, we once got uh, like one of those kind of complete unsolicited cold call uh, emails from a, from a convention, from like a like a show that was like, um, "Hey, I uh, just want to let you know about a great new show uh, that's coming to uh, oh, I don't know." Uh, Bishop's Norton, you know, it's going to be, you know, uh, this amazing, this amazing new fan convention, and you it's know, called the Comic Bishop. It's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> featuring the best of popular culture, <laughs> <laughs> and and they're like. It's this amazing new show. It's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. And you know, we want you to buy tables, which are like yeah. two hundred pounds each. And I'm just like, no, spam, you know, delete. Yeah. And then then it's like, you know, a few days later, we're like, hey, um Notice you deleted my message. Yeah, no <laughs> no she didn't respond, probably a mistake. I'm just uh just sending it again, you know. Obviously oh, you just obviously you want to come. So Yeah, why why would you delete the email? Just check it out, just check it out. And I'm like, okay, delete. Then they keep coming and like, okay, you know, sometimes they just get the message or you just go straight to spam. But they got increasingly like, like desperate where they were kind of like, hey, uh, why haven't you replied? Um, If you don't want to hear from us, just please just, you know, all you have to do is say, you know, all you have to do is say. That's an engagement and that is their, that is their way of of hooking you in or hooking you onto another list or whatever, isn't it? Well, but here's the thing. Just because they were getting like really kind of like personal, yeah. not like attacking, but kind of like it didn't sound like it was being written by like a professional marketer. It just kept no. kind of co- coming to the point where I replied and I was like, hi, um, Teresa. Look, okay, you know, these are unsolicited messages. Uh, we we don't actually owe you a reply, no. but I just want to say we're not interested Thank you. <laughs> and then, and then she got back to oh, me, heck. and she was like, "Yeah, but if you don't tell me you're not interested, how would I know not to contact you?" Is that like, you shouldn't be contacting me in the first place, no. Teresa? Yeah, Teresa, she... that 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 reasoning extends to the fact that you must contact everyone on the planet because they haven't told you that they don't want to be contacted. It's like assuming it's like assuming everyone in the whole world wants a product unless they say yeah. no. Teresa, the work you're giving yourself, your blood pressure, Teresa, just think about that. Very odd. And she was like, but it's so hard. I have so many tickets to sell. I'm like, Teresa, you're in the wrong industry. It's not Go my away. fault, Teresa. Anyway, we have another listener. Uh, oh, delightful. Oh, wonderful. Andrew, Andrew, friend of the show, says, I, and he uses a naughty word here, but he says, I quite hate organizing books well i've i've sworn quite a lot during this podcast john yeah fuck it i think we're covered okay um i fucking hate oh god john books. jesus christ it's a bit strong god yeah he hates organizing books 
books. Just, just books. So I'm going to assume that he loves organising everything else. But he says, yes. what, what do you order them by? Is it author, title? Uh, what about a book series? Is it in order or publication date? What if one book is too big and doesn't fit? Do you move all the books of just one? Why am I so stressed and angry about this shit? Andrew, I've got an answer for yourselves or your problems. Nick's got an answer. Spine colour. Just go via <clears throat> spine colour. Oh, no, so you're wrong. Blues. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your answer? Uh, Andrew, my, Nick my is a war criminal. To... <laughs> yeah. My answer is to remove the sleeve from all your books and then it won't matter. Because yeah. behind the sleeve of every book is a black cover... <laughs> and they all look the same and then just order them alphabetically by what is the most prominent word on the spine <laughs> if um if they're paperbacks do i just rip the cover off don't buy paperbacks okay sorry thank you sir mm. there we are <laughs> thank you for your advice great that's, great yeah, book that's the answer that's kind of like the same that's like organizing all your tinned goods by kind of just peeling peeling all the labels off yeah and yeah then then get, and, then, a... and then you get a nice surprise nice surprise yeah you can put peach, peach halves into your chili, and then, and that's how I ended up with baked beans in my chili. <laughs> Wait, no, that actually sounds. That would be all right, actually. That, actually, sound, that eat, sounds all right. Yeah, yeah. I eat the shit out of that. Um, mm. Andrew, uh, just give up, burn them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. burn books. I, I, <laughs> I hear there are a lot of book burnings going on worldwide <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you've lost a hobby, but maybe you've. Um, You've got in really early on a hot new trend, which yeah. is uh, burning literature. Um, I'm just looking at my bookshelf while we're talking. Um, they're sort of by height, I guess. <laughs> by height? Okay. Mine I've, got, are... I've got a lot of... My, my bookshelf is full of random old shit. Like, it's full of travel books. And I've got a Star Wars infographic book there. There's an England football to, book. There's Adebayo to... Akinfemwa's autobiography. I was oh, going to make that joke. Yeah, Do you no, actually there is, have that? There is genuinely that book on my bookshelf. Because he's the only he's the only named Gillingham footballer I can think of. And I was yeah. going to joke that you had his autobiography. My no, life. I do. It's on my bookshelf. I have Afterlife Inc. Is... Ah! Ah! It's alphabetical. Afterlife Inc. is next to Adebayo Akinfemwa's autobiography. There you go. Wow. Alphabetical. Where we Shouldn't are? it be before? <laughs> so, so we've come back to a classic, just alphabetical. Yeah, but that they are also the same height. I don't What's know. yours, John? Because I, I feel I, I, I feel like John, you'd be quite like anal about this. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god, yes. <laughs> no, um, I have a. Uh, I'm looking at my graphic novel collection now, which is on a floor to ceiling shelf. So there's quite a lot of it. Uh, it is. It is alphabetical by title of the book. Because uh, I don't care about the creative team. Who cares about the creative team? They're not Nobody cares people. about them. Um, and then on the bottom shelf, I have a separate hardback and oversized book section, which is basically for anything which won't fit on the others. And that, and then it's anything goes down there. Like yeah, it's, it's a complete free for all. Yeah, my bottom shelves are all oversized books and art books and stuff. And it's just, it's chaos down there. It's like wild. It's so much fun. I have certainly got a degree of OCD when it comes to organising things. Mm. I don't. It's yeah. I I do. <laughs> I yeah. I, I I'm trying to think of a good one at the moment, problem. but I've got a. I've just got a. Even in the fridge, certain things have to go on certain shelves and things like that. It's like the dogs, no, just... the dogs' treats and stuff have to go on the middle shelf. Meats bottom shelf. Sauces top shelf. That's mm. all. I just like. 
If there's a gap, I'll just jam something in there. Like, usually what I like to use is butter is a really good packing device. So it's like, if I just scoop Unwrapped. butter out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just scoop, scoop a load of, of butter and just smear it all over and the just, product. Like, plug all the cracks just so that everything is nicely held in place. <laughs> That's like if you ever get, like, pate in, like, a really fancy restaurant. It's got a layer of butter on the top to preserve it. That's how you keep everything fresh in the fridge. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't work, weirdly. Well, I just put up um, a few new shelves in our pantry because we have like a little alcove where we Get keep you. our dried goods. <laughs> and um, my 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 kind of like obsessiveness is generally like it's not a problem until I notice it. So like our pantry was completely cha- completely chaotic, and then I finally looked at it and I was like, no, this will not stand. I can't deal so, with it. And then just blitzed it, and now we have like, oh, that's a baking shelf. That's like oils salt and pepper shelf that's like a, a tinned good shelf it's delightful yeah. poison see, see some people would just see that as being organized yeah but other people would see that as ocd well it kind of it does kind of cause me like a kind of i mean i know no, it's I'll, a problem yeah it, it hurts like it physically hurts yeah. until i've I can... got in our larder we've got one shelf i think it's just got an onion on it and then most of the stuff's on the floor <laughs> 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 all the eggs just come over and throw them in. I'll be honest with you. Since we've started this bit, I'm looking at my bookshelf an awful lot to see what's wrong with it. Because that, I mean, that could be better. My bookshelf. Looking get at it now. It. Jesus. Right. Let's wind this up so you can get onto your bookshelf. But that's yeah. a fun project you've gained there. Oh, well, is it? Oh, I wouldn't God. call it fun, but I mean, that, it was like it was like your first house, Nick. It was a project. Yeah. It was a. Uh... Waterfill project. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you, listeners. That was a fine, fine bunch of submissions. Um, Nick. Yes, well done, everyone. Oh, hello. Do you, do you have a love? Oh, yeah, I do. I do have a love. My love is penis oil. Oh, no. Penis oil. Penis. So As in recently, pe- penis. I became very aware of the website wish.com, um, mainly because a few people I watch on YouTube and stuff did a, did a few videos on it. And so finally, I was like, I said to Ali, hey, we should do a fun game where we set a budget and then we buy each other like up to that budget of stuff off of Wish.com because it seems like a really funny, wild place that's got loads of crazy shit on it and it might be really fun. Um, turns out it's really not that fun. Like it's not a fun place. And we've abandoned the game because it's really hard to find anything good. The only thing I seem to be able to find is penis oil. That is, so I'll scroll down through the products and there'll be all sorts of things like it's an iPhone X for five quid. It's like, is it though? Really? Um, And then like loads of technology stuff, loads of Beats headphones, all things that are impossible prices that they possibly can't be. And then every probably seventh item is penis oil, which is either sometimes it's to make you last longer. Sometimes it's to make you bigger. Sometimes it's to, um, it, it varies. It massively varies what it, what it does. But I've got some great English here from the description. I was of... really hoping this would be some kind of, like you were going to pull the rug out and go, oh, and penis oil is made from the oil of the penis plant. And it was going to spe- <laughs> spelt like completely differently. But no, it's, it's, it's dick it's oil. Just, it's just for, yeah. yeah, dick oil. Here's the thing is that most of them say like the, the first image will be something like 60% larger or like <laughs> last, last for 60 minutes and stuff. And then when you get to the very end of the description, it says lubricant. So I think we know what it actually is. It doesn't do any of those other things. I mean, I don't want to like cast aspersions on This is a love. Yeah, because it's hilarious. Especially this, what I'm about to read to you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, please. I I don't want to. All I wanted to add very quickly was like a 60% growth would actually be quite (laughs) alarming. Like, you know, you've. oh man, 
wow, oh, what, what, oh, what, what results? Oh, no. I'd be oh. like, oh no, oh no, call a scientist. Yeah. Like, if you, if you woke that, up the next morning with a sixty percent penis growth, you would be upset. I think <laughs> you'd be in pain. You'd have ripped your ah. fucking shorts. Um, so yeah, so one of the penis oils had a survey which had been done to prove how important this this product is. Um, and I don't know what the questions were. All I have is the answers to the questions, right? So question one, uh, 56% of females are not satisfied with premature duaculation. What's that? I don't know. I don't know what duaculation is, but 56% of females... It, it, suggests, are... it suggests a double ejaculation. <laughs> ba <Ba-bam! laughs> <laughs> Both um, barrels. Question two, 80% of females want her partner's has bigger, stronger, thicker penis. They want that's what they want her partner. They, they want her partner to has. They that's want my, her partner to has bigger, stronger, thicker. Penis. That's my favorite uh, Daft Punk song. <laughs> <laughs> question three: <laughs> stronger, thicker, faster penis. Uh, question three: females looking lovers has sixty percent of male can't be satisfied with them for small penis. <laughs> so, I mean, that, I mean, could that, be that sounded that sounded like a double negative. Females looking lovers. Has sixty percent of male. Sixty percent of male can't be satisfied with them for small penis. <laughs> okay, sixty so percent of the women who find men who are having small the penis, looking lovers, having the small penis. Sixty percent of women who have penis lovers. <laughs> females, female looking lovers. So it's it's lovers who look female. Not I guess not necessarily females. Females looking lovers has sixty percent of male can't be satisfied with them for small penis. I think it's pretty clear that one. So let's oh, move yeah. on. Can't be satisfied um, with sixty percent of their penis. <laughs> that that remaining forty percent is okay. Those but first it's... two fifths are, you know, astounding. <laughs> <laughs> so this final uh, comment um, is kind of like a conclusion. I feel like this is this sums up the whole product and the whole survey. Ready? Number four. Yeah. So. The male are troubled his partner always find another else man. Okay. Can we can we repeat that just in case someone question, didn't hear it? Question number four. So, the male are troubled his partner always find another else man. <laughs> okay. So, penis oil by now. Ma- penis, does it? Oh. Does it? I can't, I can't even pass that one. I think the what they're woman, trying to say the, is the, the woman man who's dissatisfied man. with his penis size goes to find another man. His or no, his partner will find another. Oh, I see. Man. Maybe, but only if he's dissatisfied. And then underneath this survey, there's a because this is a JPEG that I've saved to my desktop, which I'm really happy about. And <laughs> underneath this is the JPEG of a woman pointing at a man's crotch. The man's head is cropped out the top of the image, and she's just leaning in. Just and as pointing. well, poor poor sod. And she's just laughing at his his. Penis, but he's, he's wearing pants, so you can't see how big his penis is. Maybe she's, she's laughing like, at his pants. <laughs> Maybe she is laughing at his pants. They're quite baggy. Probably, probably to hold his massive penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably to hold his third leg. It's wound up in there like a garden hose. <laughs> it's, um, like a, it's like a it's like a hummingbird's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> My so, God! Yeah. Well. Penis oil by now. There was always also on there because uh, I think Wix just thinks I have a little penis, which is fair enough, I guess. But like also on there, there was not Wix, sorry, <laughs> Wish. <laughs> um, Wix is a oh, website building. Wix. Hey. Um, 
yeah, there was another product was there's a penis extender, which was something you wear and strap to your penis that makes it bigger. I can't imagine that being fun for anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't think anyone in, in 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 a relationship would get joy out of that. No. Oh, hang on, love. Let me just strap on my penis extender. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, go to wish.com. There's great stuff there, I guess. Is it like a system of weights and pulleys or something? It look it looked like if you imagine a dildo but you hollowed it out. Um and it was made of that translucent material that you know those sandals you used to wear as a kid that you could walk in a river. <laughs> it looked like it was made of that. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it had what looked like a buckle at the end which I you tied and there was a nice diagram to help illustrate it which you tied around the balls so you like <laughs> and then round the balls and then and then tighten to the highest you know, hole you can stomach, I guess. But uh, my question on the penis extender was, do you put it on when you're erect? Or do you put it on before you're erect and then just hope to God that you don't, like, just compress your penis inside the space? I don't know. It's I just, don't know how it works. Okay, I always so... knew this podcast would end up here one day. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. This isn't episode 69, is it? I've got to... <gasps> oh, my God. Is it? Oh, what number is it, John? I don't think oh it is. Oh, Oh. But we could do a special feature. Oh, I feel like it's no, like sorry. Si- Episode 64. Oh. Okay, well, here we go. For 69, let's uh, let's find our favourite and least favourite um, uh, wish.com gifts for your other half. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds like a great idea. I've so, got. Are uh... you going to give us some options? Or are we supposed to look as well? Well, you've got penis oil and penis extender off the bat. G- give mean, us a budget. And then we'll we'll work from there. Okay, I so mean, I'm going I, to wish.com. You'll have to sign in. You have to make an account. That's the problem. Oh, for fucks. Um, I'm on it now. Uh, here we go. Penis delay spray. Sixty minutes long delay. <laughs> oh, I've got their first album. That's too long. <laughs> That's too long. Sixty so minutes delay. You'll have a penis for sixty minutes. That means you've got to, you've got to be preemptive about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says here use this product fifty minutes before sex. I just start an hour later. <laughs> And then at the bottom it says sex lubricant in lots of exclamation marks. That's good, isn't it? I've We're got so a love. Crude. We're so crude now, aren't we? I've Tell me, John. Up. I've got a love. Tell me, John. <laughs> pull up, pull up. Um, <laughs> I love the uh, the United States of America's one trillion dollar coin. Oh, I heard oh. about this. How did I hear it? Was it you? Who, it may have been me. I may have dropped Who's it into conversation. That? Who's created okay. that? Okay, well, here's the thing, right? This sounds boring, but it's actually kind of weirdly, weirdly stupid. Oh, um, no, it was on your quiz, wasn't it? It was on yes. your quiz. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... I didn't, I didn't take part in this quiz. No, you had, you had better things to do. I was on a stag do. Okay, so... Not indoors. Indoors. Apparently, Not apparently, in, uh, in America, they have, the, uh, they have a thing called the so-called debt ceiling, which is like, that's a limit on the amount of money the country or the government is allowed to borrow. So okay. it's like something crazy. Is that like $15 trillion at the moment? Like okay. that, 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 that's how much debt the country has. So okay. every year they say, okay, or like every, you know, term of office or whatever. Okay. We've got a new president and they're like, okay, we already have more debt than money has ever existed in the world. But we're still going to keep spending. We're, we're still going to keep spending. So they're like, okay, so this year we'll raise the debt ceiling to $16 trillion. 
Sure. Like every year sure. they raise it. So it's always it's only getting higher. But everyone's oh, yeah. fine because they're just like, this is a mythical amount of money. It doesn't really <laughs> exist. Well, that's what's great about capitalism. It's just made up. So. There's always more money. It's fine. There's yeah. always, there's, I mean, you can always you just, create more money as long as like, you're fiction, fictionally. Yeah. So, but, so but, but the way it works is like, it kind of also limits the amount of money that the government is allowed to spend each year. Fine. So like Barack Obama, I think this is in like uh, middle of his first term, but they'd, they'd basically run out of money. Like the gut, like they, they'd, uh, Barack Obama, what big spending spree? He spent all his money. Cream horns. Sure. And if he wanted, <laughs> if he wanted to borrow more money, he'd have he to go. So <laughs> Offwish.com. He would have to go to the Senate or the con- or Congress. I don't know. They're all the same. And he was scared of them. He didn't like. Uh, yeah, and he'd have to say. I'd like you to raise the debt ceiling again. So I can borrow some more he, money. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have the power to do that. He has to go to Congress. Fine. Or the Senate or whatever. And historically, that's always been fine. Like historically, the Senate has also always just gone like, yeah, sure, whatever. Click, hit, how much do you want? Sign yeah, the mate, budget. How, yeah, how much? How do you, how do you want? Yeah, how do but you he want? Had, you want it cash? But he, <laughs> but he had an antagonistic relationship with the Republican-controlled Senate or whatever. So they weren't going to do it. So mm. the, the US government was like, how can we make money? How can we literally make money so we don't have to go to the Senate and ask them to give us some? Right. Mm. So apparently the, the president does not have the power to print money. He sure. can't do that. That has to be approved by the Senate. The one thing that the president is allowed to do is print anniversary money. Like commemorative coins? Yeah, commemorative okay. coins. Okay. So like... It's like, oh, we're printing a new coin to celebrate the Queen's latest haircut, you know, and everyone <laughs> and everyone goes crazy for it. It's like a very shiny five pound coin or something. Okay. So the president and the government were like, hang on a minute. What if we printed a sing because they're legal currency, a commemorative coin is legal currency. They go, right. what if we printed a single coin worth one trillion dollars right so what if we went to the nice little man in the office who prints for shiny celebratory commemorative dollars and we say we'd like you to print a very special dollar oh what's that it... is that a five dollar coin is that a ten dollar coin oh. what can i do you for what do you want mate oh see i see i'm i know i'll let you finish the story momentarily but you um won't. the thing i won't no <laughs> the thing i find most amazing is that Literally, a one dollar uh, value is a bill. So it fi- I find it amazing that a trillion dollar value would be a coin rather than a bill. Mm. Yeah, but again, you don't—they don't really print commemorative bills. I think right. it was like I, I understand. They only had one machine. They only had like okay. one little hand, like they a. Had, it had like to be done right that... there and then, and all they had was a coin making machine. Yeah, as sure. Nick said, it's like the thing you get at like gift shops where you put a penny in and it will press it, it into. Out. Uh, yeah. So they will apparently they could they they could do this. So they're like, we're gonna print one coin, which is actual legal tender, which is worth a trillion dollars. Right. And then we're gonna go and we're gonna put it into our bank account. So we have now gained a trillion dollars. Isn't that like printing money though? Isn't that devaluing yes. the dollar? That is yeah, is essentially yeah. a way to circumvent what he's uh not quantitative to do, easing. Yeah, and, and apparently they were considering doing it. So that 
they could then spend what they wanted until the next year when the next budget came out right. and then they would simply delete that coin they would take that coin and melt it down thus freeing the spirit Ooh, <laughs> of the of the trillion dollars freeing the spirit of capitalism finally <laughs> You freed me. Derek, Derek Akora flies out. <laughs> did they Did they make the coin? No, but they didn't at the last minute. They didn't. But the fact is, they had you genuine to, serious plans to do it. You would have to guard the fuck out of that coin, wouldn't you? Surely yeah, where'd you put it? Held at Fort Knox or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good documentary on uh, Netflix about Fort Knox, about how like mental it is. Oh, yeah. If you get... Um, I can't, it's called America's Book of Secrets. Oh, okay. It's an episode about Fort Knox, and it's just crazy in there. That's just giving there's me the idea. There's so many bars of gold in there. It would be um, such a cool story to, 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 about stealing the trillion dollar coin. There's there's something yeah. in that, I think. But how uh, would you spend it? That is yeah. tricky. I'll give you that. <laughs> you go you go to like I don't know uh, uh, Gap or something. <laughs> oh, you buy like a, a t-shirt. You oh, how are you paying? I'm, how you'll be paying? I'm sure this will do. What? <laughs> it's the yeah. trillion, the one trillion dollar coin in uh, existence. Well, and it's also it weighs as much as a trillion. Oh God! Like, okay, yeah, actual dollar <laughs> coins. It just dents the floor like it's, yeah. and when gravity starts warping. It'll like, it'll like make a hole in your hand if you try and pick it up. When I lived in Canada and I worked at Starbucks, I used to get I used to get like your share of the tips at the end of the week, and they just gave you like a sack of coins Brilliant. rather than just yeah. adding it to your it's your like a hessian sack it's got bones in it as well but it's just sifted out <laughs> so i had this massive sack of coins like all of like pennies basically in my coat pocket and i remember going to a bookshop after work and thinking oh i quite like to buy this book and asking can, <laughs> this is legal tender can i pay with this and the guy was like no no you can't really yeah he turned me away they're just only because obligated- i threw a sack of pennies at him Apparently, shops in the UK, especially, are only obligated to take change up to a certain amount. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, and and then they can choose to still take it if they want to, but they don't have to. I, this uh, is something I learned from the office that you could technically pay for stuff with a postage stamp as well. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's mad. But you can't. I don't know if that's enforceable. But no, you I, technically, technically, you can get on the bus. I bet it isn't. And pay with a postage stamp. I um, I also because I've been watching like a few little videos about of all things money and they have been kind of interesting and apparently like when george uh, w bush was um uh in power you know like uh, as you said rev like in america like a one dollar bill is a piece of paper mm. they don't really have yeah. coins but yeah. apparently they realize i don't know i don't really understand it but they they reckoned that like those were those those pound those bills were somehow hurting the economy It'd be better if people use coins i don't know why i think right. it was to encourage people to spend more small amounts of money i don't i don't know but they basically they printed um a coin like they made a dollar coin which was quite radical for america and they wanted to get them out there they wanted people to use them because people didn't like them they were like oh i don't like this (laughs) oh oh it's gross i don't like like change yeah who has a one (laughs) hey that's good that's a good joke Uh Uh, they're like oh i don't like i don't like coins so to well, I, don't, I mean, maybe this is the fact that I've lived in England for 34 years, but I don't see the point of a dollar bill because you can't buy anything for a dollar. No, you're only going to change. But no, but, but the point is they were like, okay, well, we want to encourage people to use them and everyone hates them. So they set up a website where you could go to the website and buy dollars right. in coins 
at a cost of one to one. Okay. So you could, you could go, I'm going to spend £200 on this website. They will post me. <laughs> this is real. They will post me $200 coins. Right. But what they didn't realize was is that people would often pay for these on their credit card. Brilliant. And the way it works on a credit card is the more you spend on your credit card, you actually get you you earn points, you earn yeah. rewards. So yeah. overnight, people were <laughs> ordering tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of a one-to-one exchange, getting like thousands of pounds worth of credit card points and, and rewards and privileges. Yeah. And then and just then, paying it off. And then just depositing the coins right back See, into their bank account. I like, st- I like stuff like that because the government's obviously thought they're really clever by doing yeah. that. And then they've just been outsmarted by the general public. I love instantly, stuff like that. Instantly outsmarted. When people just immediately figure out that there's a, there's a flaw in this campaign that's probably taken them six months to uh, develop. Yeah. With a load of experts, and they just sa- admit, the public immediately figures it out. Because it sounds flawless, doesn't it? You're like, well, we're only charging. One. It's a one-to-one exchange. It could only, yeah. it could only work. But then, of course, all those coins just went into people's bank accounts, so they're not being circulated. And and they they reckon they they lost hundreds of thousands of pounds. The economy lost hundreds of thousands of pounds in in rewards on like <laughs> uh, on credit cards. Brilliant money, Again, everybody. It's capitalism great. is fucking garbage. Anyway, uh, that's I've, me. Yeah, Chris, do you have a love? I've got a love. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, uh, my love is the comic timing of my dog. <laughs> it's it's incredible. You've never seen anything like it. So we were watching um, Hamilton last night, which is now available on a streaming platform that I won't name. Or Disney Plus. Here. Disney Plus, that's it. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so we were watching Hamilton on Disney Plus last night. The best streaming service there is. Not oh, a sponsor. damn it. Oh. Shit, you could have not said uh, that. So there's it's, a no, song in... uh, it's no Disney negative. Yeah. It's, it's just the death of Bambi 24-7. Oh, my God. And Mufasa. Yeah, it's just the deaths, yeah. Um, just so the there, death. there's a song called Wait For It in Hamilton. It's Disney, but just the deaths. I would watch that channel for a bit, and then I'd get upset and I'd stop. For a bit? I mean, I'd watch for it a for a bit. I mean, I'm paying for it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's fine. Uh, so the song, Wait For It, so it goes, I'm willing to wait for it, I'm willing to wait for it, and then they, there's a bit at the end where it goes, I'm willing to... And there's a bit of a gap uh, for some reason. I don't know why. Very don't clever. Why. I wonder why. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know why. So um, the last night we were watching it, and it goes, uh, I'm willing to wait for it, I'm willing to... And I'm uh, literally on the pause the dog throws up all over the rug. <laughs> I'm not joking. It was amazing. It was like she knew. It went all over the rug. I thought you were going to say bark. No, she, I was thinking bark as well. That was fucking amazing. She just threw up all over the rug. <laughs> Wait for it. I'm willing to, Wait she, for she it. Just went, everywhere <laughs> I've never seen anything like it oh my god that's absolutely outstanding but it's, oh. you know, she's, that was amazing oh, she does stuff like that all the time her comic timing for a dog is incredible like a couple of times we've looked at her and just gone hmm what are you doing and because it's a hot day obviously this isn't she's not doing it deliberately as far as I'm aware 
but she starts panting at that moment. So it's like, what are you doing? And it looks like she's just started smiling, just in a comic way. Where she's actually started panting, but it's just the timing of it. It's amazing. It just happens a lot. Oh, man. There must be something to that. Jeez Ooh. Louise! I mean, what, what, a, what an what ending. an ending! That was yeah. amazing. I, 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 I have nothing yeah. to add, and I almost don't feel like I should. I, should. I think so we should. Good. I think that should be the we end. That is the end. Ah oh, well, gentlemen, what do we think won this evening? Love or hate? Well, I think I, think I know. Vomit. I think I know. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> I do love. too, but I think you should go first. Well, I, I say love oh. as well. Well, I was wrong then. <laughs> 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 Keep on trying, yeah. though. God knows. Um, well, um, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been an absolute delight. If you're not already a member, get yourself on over to Facebook. If you're Come listening join to this and group. you're not on the Facebook group, there's something wrong with you. Oh, let's be honest. There's nobody listening who isn't in the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. And they'll all be at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Andy. <laughs> the both of them. Um, oh, both of them. Well, this has been an absolute delight. Um, how do we normally end it? How are we going to end oh, this one? You know, let's that... turn it on its let's turn it on its ear. Yeah, I think it's time for John to do the ending he's been planning for a very long time. Yeah, go on, John. It just hasn't been the right time for it, but I think now is the time. Um, and remember, the hate was 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 in you all along. <laughs> <laughs>